0: Hello, everyone. Bri the Movie Guy here, and today is a special episode, and with me, of course, of course, of course, co-host extraordinaire, Cody Wilfong. How you doing, buddy? Living the dream. Living the dream. This was your choice today. We, You know what, though? It's okay, because... I looked at the calendar wrong, and we are done with Guilty Pleasure Month. We're in April, so April good. Post. Yeah, and, April and we are this month. We are doing whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> so uh, we are we are doing uh, Marvel today. We are doing the Marvel episode. I should probably bleep out that word I said. You know the that fuck word, but anyway. Um, <laughs> we are diving into marvel today it's a discussion we're not gonna jump into the multiverse much we will talk about casting what ifs because there are some well-known casting what ifs with these movies but today's episode we are doing marvel's before the snap we are covering from iron man to infinity war before thanos takes the epic snap that erases half of all living things in existence are you ready, Cody? Because this is going to be one hell of an episode. Flash! I don't know why I went that way. Anyway, alright, let's get started. So, before we talk about, really, 2008 Iron Man, Thursday... There's going to be a section of this podcast that was recorded well in advance with uh, Joey, who our is on our... Host.
1: Huh? Our other host in training.
0: Our host in training, Joey, who, you know, he's we're trying to figure out some good uh, recording times with him. But uh, right now, um, I found out some information that I thought was interesting to this conversation today, that Joey, when... Um, Iron Man came out, was only three years old. And to Jesus me...
1: Jesus Christ. Yes, yeah, yeah, I know,
0: <laughs> now, I know. It blew my freaking mind. And then, like, you told me Caden was two when the uh, when it all started. And then it made me realize that... We're old. We're what? Yeah, one, we're old, because when first Iron Man came out, I was 17. I was about to become 17. I was on the cusp of becoming... What was
1: that? 08? 0- 07? 08. Oh, oh, I was just about to be a freshman.
0: Yep, I was a... I was probably a, about to be a junior. But, yeah, no, I I grew up reading comic books, and I was really excited for these uh, movies, especially Iron Man. Like, I remember the first trailer. I remember seeing that, and you get the scene where he, like, he's up against the tank, he's mm-hmm. about to fight that tank, and, like, it shoots, and he just dodges it, like, all cool, and then he, like shoots his little rocket out of his arm and he does the whole turn away and not looking at the explosion. But back then, like those were some awesome effects. They were fantastic. And um, I remember being so excited for it and I remember going to see it in theaters. And you know what, Cody?
1: Hmm.
0: Nobody stayed for the after credits. Because that,
1: no one knew that was a Nobody
0: thing. knew it was a thing yet. And that was crazy to think about. But... Before we keep getting into that more... Oh, wait. Well, let me finish my explanation. Essentially, though, with Joey... And that segment's going to be probably left for the end because it actually... The small segment turned into a longer segment. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty much, though, uh, he doesn't know a world where these weren't the standard of superhero films. Yeah, like th- there's a time before this where superhero films were very scarce. Like yeah. the first superhero films were essentially the Hulk. Um, well, no, I'm talking back in the '70s. Oh, like God, even they... there, even before then, there was other comic. Well, depending on your view of like the Lone Ranger and stuff like that, I didn't that. get
1: into comic like movies until uh, Banner. Not is it Banner.
0: Eric, uh, Eric, Eric Banner's
1: Yeah, Bana's, uh, Hulk, Hulk. Came, in,
0: came out. I remember the trailer for that. Do you remember the teaser trailer for mm-hmm. that? Where he's just like looking in the mirror and it's all steamy and he's like mm-hmm. shaking and then all the of a sudden the out. house explodes. Yeah. That was so... That was a cool tr- teaser. I was like, I am so ready for that. And I saved money. My parents didn't believe me. They thought I stole it. But I saved money from that day on for that movie. And when it came out, I was like, I'm ready to go to the theater. I'm ready to go. I got the money. I got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I got in trouble. I remember they thought I stole the money. And I there's no way I can prove that I saved it. They just thought I... Even though, you know, I had birthday money, it came out in June. But anyway, that's not the point. But it is sort of the point because... Did you have a bank account? I was... When that movie came out, I think it was... We'll, we'll get into it here in a second, because well, like, we don't I, have a lot of notes here.
1: I could tell when my kids actually save their money, because nowadays, it's all... Oh,
0: well, nowadays, but back then, this yeah. was like before the whole, like, Hey, have a bank account. It was like, this is your allowance. It's cash. This is what you get for your birthday. It's a check that you get cashed, or you get cash. Um, I feel my voice going in and out of Jeff Yeager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... um. So, when I found out the whole Joey not knowing a world where there's no MCU, I thought about all these superhero films, and I grew up with Christopher Reeve's Superman, Mm -hmm. I grew up with the Burton Batman series, I grew up with like, Kilmer, Keaton, Clooney, and then you got all these other superhero films, but before we get into those that we do know, this is kind of the weird history of Marvel before the MCU. So before the MCU, there are roughly 19 released Marvel films before the start of the MCU. And this spans over um I have it written somewhere uh from 1986 to 2007. So a little over what is that? You got uh 86, 96, 06. 21 years? That's 21 years. But 19 movies in 21 years is wild because...
1: That sounds like almost a movie a year.
0: Yeah, but like from 2008 to 2022, there have been at least 31, 32 MCU films, something like that. That's like a shorter amount of time. And so much more content, and I'm not—I'm not even counting the TV shows. That's the crazy part. Like, there's way too much today. But we're not here to. Okay,
1: a lot this of podcast.
0: That a lot of this episode is going to sound like hate. A lot. Of, it's going to sound hateful, but I truly love this series. I truly did, at least.
1: Do you think the Marvel kind of fell off after Stan Lee's death? Death
0: yes i made a tweet about that actually i was like um you know marvel went downhill after stan lee died proved me wrong and now was
1: he the guy in charge
0: no he, he had no creative, creative control of the films whatsoever but they
1: probably went to him for direction
0: i feel like maybe they talked to him and they took his stories and cut it feels because he was the creator yeah i mean he is the granddaddy of these characters he is the fo- you, Did I ever tell you my meeting him story? Okay, okay, this is fun. Okay, so me and my buddy, uh, we got tickets to meet Stan Lee to go to this, uh, meet this, not, it wasn't a meet and greet, but it was like this thing where he was just talking at the cuss. And so we got tickets to it and we went to it and we were so excited to meet him. But the line, we got out of the like, cuss auditorium and we went to like the line where you get stuff signed and the line was super long and we were kids at the time and so we were like crap i guess we gotta go
1: and your parents probably didn't want to
0: well it was my buddy's mom i'm trying to remember i want to say it was my buddy ethan Mm -hmm. i want to say it was my buddy ethan it might have been if not i'm sorry if it was hey there shout out um but um I feel lame for saying that shout out. Ugh. Ugh. I don't like that. Okay, anyway. But anyway, so we're like, okay, well, we got to go because we're too damn tired and shit like that. We got classes in the morning. Even though like we had buddies that were waiting in line. And you know who was also in that line I found out because I've told this story to him? Spencer. Rowan? Yeah, Spencer. He had, he got he got stuff signed. He got his uh what did he say? Uh, his I think it was Daredevil. He got his favorite Daredevil thing signed, I think. Uh, we'll have to ask him about it the next time we talk to him. Um, now, all right, before we get into all these
1: movies, are you counting, the? because on here they have the Sony ones as well.
0: I'm not counting the Sony ones. I'm counting so strictly Morbius. MCU. But right now we're going to kind of focus. Well, let me finish this story okay. real quick. Sorry. Um, so we decide to leave, and as we're leaving... I thought Stan Lee was already in that building. It was like the library. No, it turns out, yeah, I know. Uh I don't know how to feel about that yet just yet. <laughs> but um as we were leaving, he was coming back in. He was coming into the place, and I'm sitting there frozen, and I go and I'm pointing at him and I go, You're Stan Lee! I have never done that with any celebrity <laughs> I have ever met. But uh, this is also the very first one I've met. And I'm just standing there because he, me and him are like, the, uh, people can't see. My hands are rather close. So but you're like
1: me, from you to me. Yeah, from
0: me and you. Yeah, exactly. I guess I could have just said that. But they wouldn't get understand that. But we are rather like a f- two uh, feet, foot, 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 foot. foot, yeah, whatever. But And so I go, you're Stan Lee. And he's like. Hey there. So he doesn't like shake my hand or anything. Or maybe he does. Does he? I don't know now. You think I'd remember that? I don't think he did. I think he went for it, but they kind of remember
1: if he shook your hand.
0: I went in for a handshake and they shoved him along. That's it. That's what I but remember. But at least now. he
1: wasn't like a dick about it. He, he was like...
0: like, hi there. So I got, Stan, I did say hi to Stan Lee. It's one of my most cherished memories, even though now of, I'm getting older. It was when I was rather young. I'm pretty sure it was my buddy Ethan and his mom took us. I know his mom did take us to this rather funny one man show where this guy did the original trilogy of Star Wars. It was really good. He did the impressions at all, but that's not the point. Let me get back into what, really, what we're really talking about. We're talking about Marvel today. But before we got the MCU, um, I'm going to go through this rather quickly. Um, this all started back in 1986 with Howard the Duck. Um, <laughs> <coughs> wow. Sorry. Excuse me. I need a drink real quick. But, yeah. Imagine trying to start your your brand with Howard the fucking Duck. That'd where we be get, hard. Yeah. Guess what? It didn't work. However, though, we jump to 1990. We get Captain America. The very first Captain America. I watched that movie. You know Who what? It,
1: Captain
0: I couldn't tell you. I watched this movie, but you know what I can tell you? It's always stuck with me. There is a part where they show a random American city. Where these kids are trying to figure out where Captain America might have crash landed. And you know what town they say they're in? What? Springfield, Ohio. Matt
1: S- <laughs> Salinger is Captain America.
0: Oh, okay. See, I don't even care about him. Because you know why? That movie sucks.
1: Scott Poland was
0: Red Skull. Skull yep. And you know what? He, what? Look up the makeup for that. It's comical. But then, here's this one you probably don't remember. Oh
1: my god.
0: Yeah, it's bad. (laughs) Now you know why, like, Hugo Weavings is perfect in the first Avenger. But, um, we jump to 1991. Guess who we meet? The Punisher with Ivan Drago. Or as he probably likes being called, Dolph Lungen. Because, you know, it is his name shit. That's the
1: dude, he's off
0: Rocky, isn't he? Yeah, he's. If he dies, actor, he dies. But... I love, I love Dolph Logan, but Ivan Drago is my favorite character, even though if he's he just dies, a robot. He if he dies, he dies. And then the rest of his stuffs usually in Russian, so I can't do a good impression. And I'm not gonna be rude. Oh, I love an expendable. but then he's more Swedish. He he he's accepts his Swedishness, and this is where a weird thing happens. A movie is made just for the studio to keep rights, and it's an unreleased Fantastic Four movie, which is now, like, a very cult underground film. I've seen it. It's weird. Is it not good? <laughs> it's... It, you can tell it was, like the actors didn't know what was really happening, but they were still trying their best. And, like, it's interesting. Like, if you go to any of, like, the conventions I go to, there's always a Blu-ray copy, and someone's, like, buy these many. And I always get, like, get some extra. That's a weird, good movie. I but, I, just, uh... <laughs> I just think it's funny that DC owned the 90s. Because... DC owned the 70s through the 80s up until the 90s when... They fell off with Batman and Robin. That Batman Forever got shaky, but Batman and Robin, like that's where things were questioned for DC. And then Marvel
1: took over, and also
0: Steel didn't help. Yeah, yeah, but we're but but Marvel took over in the two thousands,
1: and then now it's kind of like a stalemate. They both kind of have their issues.
0: They both have their issues, but I think I'm I'm interested. I want to see things happening. On the James Gunn universe before I make judgment, because I have the Matt Reeves universe. I don't give a shit what but happens that's, with that's James a, Gunn's. That
1: brings cause... into another thing. They both have that one character that is right now getting their money. You got yeah. Tom Holland in Marvel. Yeah. And Robert Pattinson in DC. Yeah. Those are the two permanent, like, concreted characters. And
0: they're both English. Yeah,
1: and you could also say that
0: <laughs>
1: John Cena for Peacemaker. He's he's a guilty pleasure. He, he, like,
0: oh, I like you know. I really like. Actor. I can't see. This is why I'm reserving judgment is because I like Peacemaker.
1: He's a good actor. I
0: really like Peacemaker. I don't like the the Shazam after credits that no. links because I think they should have ended it when they said the Justice Society said what like that's that, a good. Yeah. that's comical. That's good. That you that, that sets the joke thanks <laughs> thank you i because anyone to. else would have agreed with you anyone out i should be the guy in the like room who says that doesn't work yeah <laughs> let me be that guy i will be the ass
1: you should be the person who you know views the film before they put it out and then you like change that
0: but like they were really trying because um you could tell the fantastic four film was kind of darker uh that that Captain America film tried to be darker and that Punisher that Punisher was darker for that time um but we're we're going to get into this weird period where like we're getting to the point where DC's starting to fail because of Batman and Robin and there's like Steel with Shaq if you remember that movie and there was a few others I'm not remembering but the they had a few the basketball star? Yeah, you don't oh, remember no, that one? I never watched Oh dude. dude, it's so bad. It's like a well, it, 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 he's a real hero, but it's any movie with Shaq and it's not great. Like Kazam, not Shazam, the movie with Coolio... or who not Coolio, who that does not exist. Um no <laughs> Mason, Mason Nelson Mandela shit. It's just people not misunderstanding things. Yeah,
1: that
0: yeah. yeah. Or wait. Fuck I mispronounced all that. Anyway, I... God, I'm going to stop talking for a second. Um, but, okay, so, as I, I said, DC's starting to fail a little bit, and Marvel, had, at this point, like, as I said, Fantastic Four was just made out of, like, please don't take the rights from us. The Punisher film failed. Captain America failed. The, Howard the Duck for failed. The Punisher, I would say, failed, too. I'm going to get into that soon. But, okay, so... Marvel is on the verge of bankruptcy, though. I remember this I read, was... Some, you told me this. Yes, yes, yes. So in 1998, they give Wesley Snipes the opportunity become Blade. And it works. Those movies, And it's awesome. Those movies the, were good. And there's a weird trend, though, with these Marvel films that I've noticed. And it still continues today. I feel like a lot of these movies that become see, or threequels, if you will... Um, the first one's really good. The second one's always the best, and then the third one is a big letdown. Yeah, I
1: remember the third one of that one was, you were expecting more out of Dracula.
0: Yeah, and also, Wesley Snipes just, like, gave up on the movie.
1: You would think Dracula would be an older guy. Yeah, exactly, not
0: like... Some buff, like, wannabe Batista Batista. I want my Dracula to be Nicolas Cage. (laughs) <laughs> he looks like a Dracula. Exactly. But anyway, so 1998, Blade comes out, saves Marvel from bankruptcy. So then this ign- this is like the spark that ignites Marvel. But who, then in 2000...
1: Off, off topic here, who was the guy who played in um,
0: Harry Potter turned into the Dark Wolf? Oh, um... um remus lupin he would have made a great dracula for Blade. dude yeah he would have been
1: i don't know what i he lo- can't think I don't of know his real what name he, i don't know what he looked like back then but he, if he would have looked like how
0: he did in harry potter he would have made a good dracula for sure but so like okay so 1998 passes blade's a huge success it's an awesome movie um i was I even allowed to see, see it, it. Dude, it was violent, too. It was dark. It was it was that tone that they were trying to get with the Batman series. And they finally, like, found a flow. The second, but
1: The second blade scared the shit out
0: of me. I love the second blade. The, when
1: the jaw just... The jaw things <laughs> are
0: so... And, like, the practical effects when they're, like, dissecting it and stuff. But one of my favorite things, though, is that in 2000, the genre gets defined by the X-Men... This is when we finally we meet Hugh Jackman Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, who's still existent in the Marvel MCU now, um, and we meet Patrick Stewart's uh, Charles Xavier, who has been existent in, in the MCU now, and it really just we get the the costume changes, we get the I didn't leather like the costumes. First X-Men. I liked it, but this is my point. It was good, For but then time. the second one. Yes. Oh, the second one. We'll get there soon. But,
1: alright, back to Blade. It's first opening day made... The first one made $5,885,000. Yeah. Now, the third one... Actually, no. The second one made... Double. Oh, yeah. 11000000 Yeah. The third one, like you said was a little under the second or Ex- the first one
0: exactly it's it's just there's that's a weird opening trend. day. yeah but um so we go to 2002 that's when blade 2 comes out mm-hmm. which is again that's the best blade oh, like wait, that's when groomio del toro like makes an awesome that's, movie that scene
1: where he's trying to like
0: get out of the club and he's he's trying
1: he has his gun on blade and he's like oh man i gotta watch this movie now he's like he's already got you and then he looks in the dots on his forehead
0: god that's such a good movie (laughs) and he just smiles at him dude i kind of forget like i've been wanting i've been like debating on buying that movie recently and i'm like when was the last time i watched it and like just talking about right now i'm like Man, I gotta watch this movie again, cause like Steven Dorff is like really crazy good at like they have that crazy sword yeah, fight in the first that one.
1: Was a, I always hated that character though. Like oh, he was made
0: a, a good. He was movie. a great villain. He's a good actor. I like him. But so 2002, we get Blade Two. It's an and that's an atomic bomb.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, no, 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 no. This sorry, <laughs> I forgot to say this next part. We get 2002. We get Blade Two. But then we get the atomic bomb known as the very first Spider-Man film, which becomes the first hundred million dollar opening weekend film.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. yeah,
0: It uh, it saves Marvel. It becomes the highest standard of a superhero film.
1: Do you remember any,
0: like, you know how people were with Heath Ledger before he took the role? Yes. Was I remember any... people excited for Tobey Maguire. Were they? I remember I was excited for Tobey Maguire because
1: he I... He fits a high school student.
0: Like Well, I remember him from Pleasantville. He did Pleasantville before this. And so, that was one of my favorite films at the time. And he... Well, it still is one of my favorite films. But he, at the time, was, like, really good, like, geeky, likable high school guy. So, dude, I wish I had sneakers on. These boots feel restrictive. But, uh You get used to it. Yeah, I guess so. Um... I do like
1: the right William. De, that was great casting. William Defoe is the Green Goblin. D-
0: yes, I mean it's it sets up like I I know I have my problems with Tom McGuire. I know I've like outright just called him a little whiny bitch. I get it, but I, at the same time, I grew up with him, and when he wasn't gonna be Spider Man, I remember being sad. But then I remember being pissed off about Spider-Man 3. I remember coming I in, I was so Spider-Man. excited. I finally got the coolest Venom fucking shirt in the I world. Like and I came into Spider-Man 3 like, yeah, this is going to be great. And I came out, and like, people were making fun of me because I had my Venom shirt on. But they were like, man, he doesn't look that happy. Now, all right, <laughs> I remember so... hearing that verbally, and I was like, you'll get it. So,
1: alright, I know Andrew Garfield still has more rights with Sony. But isn't Marvel kind of trying to, like, they...
0: I think okay. there's, I, from my understanding, there might be a surprise ending up with the, uh, the Spider Verse I I movie. Think
1: Andrew Garfield is the best Spider Man.
0: He fits really well into the MCU. Yes. But we can talk more about that in the next if, episode if, of this podcast special. He f- felt very fluent in it. But now, okay. The th- back to
1: the Spider Man we we're talking about. Yeah. You said you liked Spider Man Three. <laughs> I did not like his arrogant attitude when he took over that black. So, no, I
0: didn't like Spider-Man 3, is you, what I'm well, saying. Well, you,
1: you had the shirt and everything. and.
0: No, I was excited for it. Like, I was ready going into the theater, and then, like, people were making fun of me when I was coming out of the movie, but the, then they were like, man, that guy actually looks pretty disappointed. Like, I remember hearing someone saying, like, man, he doesn't look happy cast, at all.
1: The casting for Venom, I think, could have been better.
0: Yeah, Tobit Grace was a weird yeah. choice, and then, like, the choice to always make his, his, like, face come off, and I know that's something that happened, but, like...
1: The special effects weren't there.
0: Joe Manganello as like Flash Thompson would have been really cool yeah. Venom. Like, that would have been cool.
1: But I think they hit a home run with William Defoe.
0: William Dafoe was like, oh. and
1: uh, before James Franco has his issues now, but James Franco made a good son for William. I DeFoe. really
0: actually liked his Harry, and the, but I hated his Harry in the third. I hate everything about that third film. They have, Did I say I liked
1: it? I the, feel the like way the way you were coming off, and when you had the shirt and everything, I thought you.
0: Liked oh no 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 no! I was excited for it because it had Venom in it. Because I was yeah. like, oh my god, it's gonna it's have the, Venom! It was the first real time I think. Before the Venom movies with Tom Hardy, yeah, that was again. People
1: don't even know. Tom Hardy does an excellent job, but even then, there is some movies with some parts of his movies where it's like,
0: eh. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still waiting for them to finally give him his logo, but yeah, who knows when that? And they keep teasing like the Spider Man connection, like make it happen this next. Teased
1: it hardcore at the end of the like. Let's
0: make it happen now. Like, oh, dude, can you imagine his suit? Like, they gave him the classic suit recently. Imagine his suit mixed with the symbiote that was left over when he, like, got blipped back into his reality.
1: But that So that brings the question, there's a different venom. Because that suit, that little piece of his suit was left behind in the... There ha, well,
0: there has to be an Eddie Brock yeah. in their universe. So that gives them an excuse okay. not to use Tom Hardy anymore.
1: And then he... Oh
0: God, dude, that's heart-wrenching. <laughs> the heart wrenching. There you go. You <laughs> but, got you went down that alley. But, you're gonna hear the results. But he
1: will still play Venom because that makes him go to either. Well, he's got to go to Andrew Garfield's universe
0: because Tom maybe. Well, no, because at the end that we're seeing him see Tom Holland or Tom. Yeah, Tom Holland Spider Man at the end, in that so in where he's like, ooh, it looks delicious or that's, whatever he that's, says. That's so confusing. It is confusing. But anyway. I I
1: saw a fan-made movie, like, you know where Tom Holland's in his grocery store. Or not Tom Holland, Tom Hardy's in his grocery store. Yeah. And then they have Andrew Garfield turning the corner.
0: And they were like, this would be so cool if this actually happened. (laughs) That would be cool. (laughs) But anyway, so after that comes out, 2003 happens, which gets a little shaky. First we get Daredevil, which, watch the director's cut of that movie, And thank me later.
1: I do think Ben Affleck played a good Daredevil
0: I think he's a better Daredevil than Charlie Cox, because I believed him more blind than I believe Charlie Cox.
1: We were just talking about him earlier in
0: True Detective. The second season. Uh, Colin Farrell? Yeah, he... Oh, Bullseye. Yes. Dude, I like his... He was the right amount of campy for Bullseye, too. Like, he's, like, has the rose when he, like, kills her father. He's like, Bullseye. And he, like, <laughs> runs away. I
1: love Colin Farrell. He, he's he, so he, he's cheesy, but actor. he's so great.
0: I I love the meme going around of him like he, helping Jennifer Coolidge up and she's getting like super excited, but he like pushed someone out <laughs> of the way just to like offer his arm. He
1: he yeah, he comes off as an asshole in a lot of his movies, but he's he's a great actor. And oh that yeah, makes for sure. it
0: believable. But in two thousand three, though, we get X two X Men United, which is probably one of the best, if not the best, comic book film of all time. Mm. Hear yeah. me out. Give me a better opening scene nightcrawler in the fucking white house you name a better opening scene to a comic book film than nightcrawler in the white house and he's about to assassinate the president that whole fight sequence in slow-mo where he's just teleporting everywhere and he's like kicking ass i almost wanna... you
1: can't you can't dude can no, we like...
0: i'm gonna we're gonna possibly pause this to watch that scene because
1: i can't think of any recent in the last like 10 years of Marvel history, where that there's been a good opening scene
0: like, like that, like that, you can't unless because they start th- with action right off the bat. It's a three-minute scene, apparently. On YouTube, yep. Okay, let's just play it. We are listening to the White House scene. Nightcrawlers about to kick some ass. It's about three minutes, folks. Here, we'll just pause it for a second. So you've seen the scene, and it's, like I said, it's, you can't have a better opening scene than, like, it, you got great music playing, you got the greatest, like, makeup that you could probably have for Nightcrawler, and just, like, it's an intense scene, and you don't know what's happening or why someone who's supposed to be a hero is doing this.
1: A lot of the X-Men characters, like, um, uh, him, and, uh, she's escaping my name, her brain right now. Storm. No. Yeah, Storm. Yeah, Storm would be one. Jean um, yeah, Grey. Uh, not so much her.
0: I don't know who the one that
1: uh, Jennifer Lawrence played. Oh, Mystique. Yes, they were all good people in the sixties, seventies, and then you you speed up time, and they're kind of ca- causing anarchy.
0: Well, it's that whole idea of, like, we're supposed to see the start of the Brotherhood and, like, the X-Men joined in those films. And Magneto got
1: into their heads.
0: Exactly. Well, because that's how it is, though, in, like, when people are fighting on the same side, sometimes they're not always on the same side with how to handle it. That's just life. That's how it is. You know, some people believe in one way and some people believe in another, and that's when those extremist groups happen and whatnot but we're not here to talk about that but yeah x-men 2 great plot one of and also like don't forget the whole raid scene where like they sneak in to like kidnap the kids that's where we finally meet colossus which has like an awesome introduction but um, Wolverine, that whole scene's just a badass. I like Hugh Jackman really perfect defined, Wolverine, casting. perfect Wolverine casting. And even though he doesn't fit the height, and he was not—you know—who was supposed to? Oh my god, I—I I just forgot the actor's name that was supposed to play him. He was, ah, uh, oh God, he was in Mission Impossible Two. <laughs> even though I'm sure he would love to be remembered more than just Mission Impossible Two right now. <laughs> But uh, Gregory Scott Gregory Scott Dungary. Thank you He was originally Supposed to be uh, Wolverine But he dropped out And then Hugh Jackman Took it That's why Hugh Jackman's not as buff In the first one Although like His hair's on fucking point In that one Yeah Like he looks like The more Most Nah I don't think I think he... his best look Was the Wolverine I don't Like think no that... no I'm gonna take that back Days of Future Past I
1: don't think Gregory I that Scott one Would
0: make a good Wolverine though Who No no it's... I don't think so either but uh, we won't get into that. But after X-Men 2 came out, we got that Hulk movie, which that no. might be a cult classic movie. Cause no, it's, I don't I don't like it. It's artsy. One. It's f- artsy. I think Edward Norton's is better. Edward Norton's is better. I will give you that. But um, I'm a
1: kind of sad that they didn't give him a, a
0: sequel. Right. So 2004 hits now, and we get The Punisher with Thomas Jane. We get another Terrible. Punisher. It's no. I will defend that one. I think it plays on the whole 70s revenge film. All right, expect.
1: back then, you didn't know you were going to get John Burt.
0: You didn't. No, John Berthel, no, no. But back then, I thought this was actually a really good Punisher movie. It's really, it's more of a character-driven now, Punisher movie than an action film. But
1: now, knowing everything you know now.
0: John Berthel's way better. Yeah,
1: you can't see Punisher without him.
0: No, no, no. I want John Berthel. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man 2 comes out, which is arguably the best Spider-Man movie. I gotta see the
1: grossings on those. If it's...
0: It's the Spider-Man 2? Oh, uh, no, dude, it's, increased. it's in, in significantly better. <laughs> Spider-Man 3 was still a success because people were so excited for it, but it doesn't mean it was a good movie. Um, but also in 2004, that's when we got Blade Trinity, which, again, third film, which is the fourth in the series. And this is where things start getting shaky for Marvel a bit. 2005 we get Elektra, the spin-off from Daredevil uh, even though Daredevil. she gets killed in, you know, yeah, by Bullseye still. so but whatever. Um uh Fantastic 4 which it was still kind of successful but it really I didn't ran like off the
1: Doctor Doom in it.
0: I didn't like the Doctor Doom. I appreciated the comic book accurate costume yes. though. But and I I'm did like Chris for- Evans. I like Chris Evans Johnny Storm.
1: I'm still waiting for the Doctor Doom in the current MCU. Yes. And I hope the rumors are true. What rumor? They want um, the dude in Peaky Blinders to play him. Ooh, Killian Murphy? Yes.
0: Ooh, Killian Murphy would be so good. Um, but anyway, *Electra*, Fantastic Four. And, like, the Fantastic Four movie still was pretty successful. That's why there's a sequel, but. Uh, um, I didn't like him. Yeah. Uh, 2006, the only one that came out was X Men, The Last Stand, which it was, again, worst. X Men kind of carried the two, the two thousands. X Men, Spider Man, X Men, Spider Man, and Blade carried it um, because Daredevil wasn't as successful. That's why there was no sequel. Hulk wasn't (laughs) as successful. That's why there was no sequel. The Punisher wasn't as successful. That's why there was no sequel. Um, You would
1: think though, because John uh, Travolta was in it.
0: Uh right. Uh hold on. My mom is okay. Hold on. Oy, oy, oy. Okay. Okay. Didn't want her to call again during the middle of the pod. Anyway, uh but yeah, she uh X-Men Last Stand comes out, it's like the worst of the X-Men movies, and it like starts crumbling a bit because two thousand seven happens and this is the this is the Marvel movies we get before the MCU hits. Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage. He was alright. But still, like, not good. Even though it somehow got a sequel, which... I think they could cast the better I, I, it better. I feel like the sequel's kind of a f- fun watch. It's kind of a guilty pleasure. But anyway... Um,
1: I would not be afraid of Nicolas Cage.
0: No, I wouldn't be. <laughs> I love Nicolas Cage. Anyway, uh, Spider-Man 3. Again, third movie. Worst of the bunch. Yes,
1: I did not... I, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, which again, bad movie. It was bad. It I, was... Who they had, had Galactus, and they didn't use him. Who's in charge of these Fantastic Four movies? 20th Century Fox. They are mishandling. Well, now it's in Marvel's hands, and the writer of Avatar 2 is writing those films. It's been confirmed.
1: The one with Miles Teller in it was Oh, God, garbage. that
0: was bad. Josh Tank. Yes. He did Chronicle, and they were like, hey, let's try this. Um, but yeah, so as you can see... From 1986 to 2007, there were about 19 films released, and only six or seven were truly successful.
1: Who, alright, who casted Robert Downey Jr.?
0: I think it was Kevin Feige.
1: He, alright, that's probably why he's in charge right now.
0: But, just think about this. After Ghost Rider, Spider-Man 3, and Fantastic Four, like, I remember seeing these movies and being disappointed in all of them. Yeah. And, 2008, I remember, again, Spider-Man. I told you, yes, the Spider-Man 4, I was, I was a little disappointed because I was like, maybe it's for the best, but then again, I was like, but Did it's... Did they
1: ever say why they didn't do it? Was it conflict? No,
0: it was just because of the poor reception of Spider-Man 3.
1: Were they afraid that if they put out another one? It would... They were
0: afraid of how Sam Raimi was going to take it, because they didn't trust him as much anymore, even though, like, Spider-Man 2 gave him a lot of leeway, and then it just kind of crumbled after that. And then he would go on to direct another movie, which we will talk about in a later episode. <laughs> um But, yeah. So, it's weird to think, after those three movies of Losing Hope, I remember seeing the Iron Man movie, and I'm like, whoa. And they, they had good music, like, the Iron Man... I, I and- my, <laughs> the that Black Sabbath. Like, they knew how to sell it, and then it comes out, it's so successful... And it ignites the MCU from there. What a good character to start the MCU with, too. And you have the right actor. You have the most charismatic actor you could have. And
1: the ending of that mu- that movie where they give him a card and they want him to read it. And he just puts him down and looks uh, at the crowd and is like... I am fire." <laughs> and yeah, everyone and goes and crazy. And everybody goes crazy. And they did it right
0: because they ended it right on that. Exactly. Um, I lost my list. Hold on. Oh, God. Why did I lose my list? I will find it.
1: And I think the second one after that was Captain America is the first Avenger.
0: Okay, here it is. Okay, I just misplaced it. So, on this podcast, as I said, we've been on this actually longer. We were talking about that stuff longer than I was anticipating. We're going to talk about the first 19 Marvel films, essentially. Uh, It's an open discussion we're not going to have our usual little segues. If we we know obvious like casting what ifs, but obviously we got to talk about Iron Man which is still holds up today as such a good comic book movie. And it's like it's so wild because they just don't have the tone of that anymore. The tone of that film is lost now. You don't have nearly as much of um you, you, there's no... I, it doesn't feel as serious anymore as that's that cool. did. There, there wasn't a... Even though it was comic booky, there was a groundedness to it. You bring and I feel in, like yeah. it, that's gone now.
1: You bring in Guardians, you bring in this... Whatever Thor you want to call him.
0: But that's interesting because that's actually... Um, when I was talking to Joey about a lot of stuff, I was telling him, you know, my favorite... Uh, of the Marvel films, which we already talked about, which we both agreed is probably The Winter Soldier. Yes. Because it truly works as its own movie. It can exist outside of being, like, you give that script and you you can make it into a James Bond film. You can make it into an Olympus Has Fallen film. You can make it into... Who the hell is Bucky? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah! Exactly. That keep that line and be like, "Wow, that doesn't make sense, but it makes perfect sense." <laughs> who the hell is Bucky? Because, but they they good storytelling because in the first first, uh, it's a good spy thriller. Yeah, that's yeah. what that movie is, and, and it's the audience the intru- knows who Bucky is. Exactly, and it's a great introduction of Joe and Anthony Russo, who would go on to make. The Avenger films from after... Which they were good. What's his name? Who who directed the first Avengers movie? I'm blanking on his name. Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon. Uh, Um, They take on the Avengers movies after Josh Whedon, which Josh Whedon, very problematic person now, (laughs) caused bullshit all across the board for Marvel and DC, apparently. But anyway... (laughs) He's just wreaking havoc. He's just wreaking havoc wherever the <laughs> fuck he wants. Anyway, but uh, so Iron Man comes out. It, it, it's a redemption story for Robert Downey Jr., who's like this really lost talent in Hollywood because of drugs. But like Iron Man is him. Robert Downey Jr. is Tony and Stark. All
1: of their stories from Cap- like Captain America and Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Their stories are intertwined,
0: and we don't know it
1: yet, but they are.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's so interesting because I remember walking into this, uh, watching it in theaters, leaving the theater, and being like, man, that was so awesome. Like, I, I want to know what's going to happen next. And then shortly after that, there was the Incredible Hulk. And at this time, Incredible Hulk came out. That's when people started knowing about the after credit. Because that's when Tony... Because Stur- I remember the Nick, La- the Nick Fury thing leaking online because nobody knew about it. And, like, so people would go back to the theater to see it. Or a lot of people would just go to YouTube because YouTube was coming a big yeah, thing YouTube at the time.
1: YouTube was coming... It was like, what was it, the late 2000s?
0: Yeah. So, then The Incredible Hulk comes out. And... Do they get
1: the- an after credit for that?
0: Yes, that's when Tony comes up to Thunderbolt Rolls... And says, uh, we're putting a team together and then it blacks out. And then the next movie we get, so 2008, the MCU starts out with just two movies. That's very important to keep track of here. Um, and then a couple years pass and 2010 hits and we get Iron Man 2, which is, it's all right. It's, it's mostly a filler movie to give us more Nick Fury, like really introduce him to the audience it uh, gives us Black Widow and her first appearance. It gives H- Happy more of a story. It gives um, Pepper more of a story. And it sets up, they're just writing off the success of Robert Downey Jr. and how big he's becoming, because also around this time, he has just released, I believe, the first Sherlock Holmes movie. When did he which do again, the judge? What? When did he do the judge? That's years later. 2013. Uh, I wanted to... We were working here. Yeah, it was like 14 or 15. I thought, because I know he
1: took a break from Iron Man. Probably.
0: He took a little break, yeah, and then came back in. I think Civil War, but um, um, Civil War. When did that come? Out? That
1: was 14 because I remember I came here before my uh going to basic training to watch Civil War.
0: Yeah, because that came out in 2016, and that's when he came back to the role. In that time, um. But, uh, cause last, okay, but yeah, so Iron Man 2's like so-so, whatever, it's kind of like whatever, but it's still successful because of Robert Downey Jr. Then- I and, didn't
1: like that one as much, that one, the guy, the villain- I, No,
0: I, the whole whiplash thing was wasted, and then like the whole, I, I did like the whole scene with the extremist armor at yeah. the end, I thought that was cool, um, And then we hit Thor in 2011, which it's well-received by critics. And it is a well-made movie. It's by Kenneth Barrow. Barrow, I can't pronounce his name. We've already established this. Barron? 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 But um, he directs it. He does well because he gives us Loki, who is played by Tom Hiddleston, who tried out for Thor... Weirdly enough, so there's yeah. a world where he is Thor but instead of Loki. Loki, and he is so damn good at Loki. I used to be so annoyed with Loki, but like that TV show really turned it's me around. He's kind
1: of carrying the MCU, he, besides Spider-Man.
0: It's Spider-Man Loki right now, but that's for another episode. Uh, so then Thor comes out in 2011. 2010 also, just one. 2011, we get Thor, and then Captain America the First Avenger. Which I liked. I really liked it. Was liked a good, theater. decent movie. I remember loving it in theaters. And but here's the big thing with that: this is where they were really ballsy with their after credit scene. It was the tri- very first trailer for the Avengers because that was the very next movie coming out. And holy shit, I remember being so excited for it and not knowing what was happening and being so scared, like, "Oh my god, are they gonna kill Captain America I, already?" I think the most memorable
1: line that sticks in my head from that movie, Avengers. Is when they have Loki on the plane and it's storming. Yeah. And Cap asks him, do you not like, uh, thunderstorms? And he's like, I don't (laughs) really, I'm not really fond of what comes after particularly. And then Thor comes down he's (laughs) right in the
0: back of the plane. Back when Thor was a little more serious. Um... But that movie was so, Dun- like, Dun- r- every time I rewatched that movie, I love it more. And I, my uncle was actually, saw them filming it, and I remember him sending me pictures of, like, them filming, because they filmed some of it in Cleveland. What's up? That was kind of... Oh, please be cool. Oh, she was going to be cool. Anyway, whatever. She Peer pressure. Uh... <laughs> Um, what a dick. Yeah, that guy is a dick. Anyway, um, <laughs> the Avengers was so good and it was so huge. And I think that's when, like, people were like, Marvel is a thing now. When the Avengers came out, it blew up. It became a phenomenon. And it, and that's when we meet Jeremy Renners, by the way, in this whole, like, scrub of things. We meet Jeremy Renners, um, Hawkeye, Hawkeye in Thor first. And then we don't see him again until the Avengers. And what made me mad was I was really excited for Hawkeye because he's actually one of my favorite characters because...
1: He doesn't get a lot, lot of love.
0: He doesn't. But I just, I don't know. guy with just a bow and arrow, I think, sometimes is the badass. And, um... He's Loki's like mind bitch the whole movie, yeah. but it, finally he gets his, he gets a lot of cool shit down in the end and he has some of the most awesome moments and I did enjoy his TV show. Was it the best? Not part. I didn't, I think it could have stuck the ending a little I'm a, better. I'm an Owen Wilson fan, so I was kind of partial. That was, uh, Loki.
1: Yeah. He's in the series.
0: Yeah. I was talking about, uh, Hawkeye just so oh, uh, Yeah. Sorry. I liked out no no i was talking about hawkeye sorry um but yeah so the avengers happens it's a huge success and their after credits scenes get a little more cryptic but that's when we get our first uh spotting of thanos yeah fine i'll do it myself who that actor who plays thanos in that wait no when do we get our first thanos look he's on he's sitting in his chair Fine, I'll do it myself. No. When does he look at the camera and smile? I thought it was Guardians. Guardians is fine, I'll do it myself. And then the the Avengers is, he stands is up and an he just looks a- at the camera and he smiles. Is it the Avengers? And that actor actually plays a character that is being chased in the Winter Soldier by Captain America's team. I, no, no, or is it a- Age of Ultron? I'll have to look it back up. But that actor does play another character. Do you think... All right... Ultron. Do you think he's a good villain? I think he was written by an awful director writer who was given too much power because of the success of his first film.
1: Not like if you watch the what ifs in that series.
0: Dude, he's an intimidating like presence. And I was I'm excited for what if's that's another well obviously like It's a
1: different it's a different discussion, but Yeah, but but um, it makes you think like if he really got his way, he'd become the most
0: be, dominant villain in the universe. Well, it's only until he discovers that the Watcher watching him, that's right. when he feels the presence, and he's like, I feel something. There's and the someone... Watcher's like, the hell? There's Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, how the fuck is this? Dude, and the, that's a good casting, but that's not here and there. Um, the, so, the
1: casting for Ultron was great.
0: The Ultron was great, James Spader, but... Uh, After the Avengers, we get Iron Man 3, which I think is, like, a really interesting film because they choose to focus more on the smarts of Tony Stark than the suits of Tony Stark. And that's, is that the one
1: with the boy in it? Yeah. And that was a good callback for when he... When he, yeah. yeah,
0: eventually down the line. But, um, so we get Iron Man 3, which is really good. Or, not really good, but it's, like, I enjoyed it because I like seeing that the whole message of that was the suit the man makes the suit the suit doesn't make the man mm-hmm. cuz that was something he kind of lost i think and cause, and also i and like funny. i also <laughs> i also <laughs> damn it <laughs> i also like the ptsd aspect because of um
1: man maketh man
0: man maketh man um But the PTSD aspect, especially like he really did almost die or pretty much did die at the end. You know, and that really sets up that really sets up a lot of things from the future. And that's where Marvel at this time, when I'm going through and watching these movies and we're talking about them, um, I felt like there was a plan. Like as I'm talking about them, I was like, wow, everything feels connected still. We also didn't talk about his best friend
1: in Iron Man got recasted after the first movie. To Don Cheadle.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's another thing. Is like, Iron Man was successful because of Robert Downey Jr. And so when the second movie came around, um, he wanted to be paid more. He wanted to be paid more, which I'm not saying Terrence Howard doesn't deserve to be paid, but I also don't think he needs to be paid more than the person who's headlining sure. the movie. I'm pretty sure he
1: did the movie Awake around that time.
0: With uh, Christian Haydinson. He might have, but uh, that was an interesting career move. Uh, but um, it's wasn't interesting because movie? I feel like there's so much, like, he's so, like, willing to just go out and say, like, yeah, he wasn't going to help me, like, get paid. And it's like... Why should he have to go out that, and not that, you? that your agent's job? Like, yeah. if you want to get paid? But also, like... He is Iron Man. It's called Iron Man, not War Machine. He's the focus. And also, like War Machine's about to get his own show with the Armor Wars series. Like, just play the game and you will get rewarded. If he would have kept like, his
1: mouth shut. He'd still be yeah. In the like MCU. this is
0: Di- this is Disney we're talking about. Like they will give you like just play ball their way and they will reward, <laughs> they reward you. you. Like, like don't complain about don't, the star. Don't fuck with the mouse. Yeah, don't fuck with the <laughs> mouse. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but um so i'll do it again <laughs> i'll do it again but i really like don Cheadle's roadie he, it's more a better, yeah i a think better. he's a better roadie and he's i he's likable to me now and i really like him in uh, the oceans movies in, even though he has that awful accent
1: in civil war when he falls from the sky and you get that scene of don zoom it wasn't zoomed in on robert downey jr's face but you could see the anger
0: oh in yeah his face and it was like and it was, like, Vision, too, did it. And Vision was supposed to be on his side and supposed to be for, like, protecting people. And... Which is interesting, because, like, would he have been that upset? Because he told Vision to shoot down the the jet.
1: That was Vision's fault. Was it Vision's fault?
0: Yeah, because Vision's beam, he's not really paying attention well. And when he shoots it, it uh, strikes... The, across the power supply on the front of Rhodey's yeah, suit. And that's why he's like, he says, I'm flying a dead stick. Because yeah. he has no power. And so, he
1: tries to catch, both of them try to catch him before he hits the ground. And,
0: but it's too late. He slams into the ground and then that's where he becomes paralyzed And but then he gets his, like, he gets magic he, legs. You would think
1: he would have died from that. But.
0: <laughs> he, he should have. Like, that's the one thing that bothers me is like Marvel's a little afraid with the risks. Um, <laughs> But so, we get Iron Man three, and then we get Thor: The Dark World. It wasn't terrible. It was. It's not terrible. It's but it's, it's not. It's still
1: not a as bad as Thor: Love and Thunder.
0: Yeah, that's. But at the time, it was like, oh, this is kind of hurt. So, I didn't
1: like the villains in it.
0: Yeah, no, they and like I don't know. This is when I started getting Loki fatigue because yeah. we, he kept dying but coming back. Yeah, um, but it, which, it made a good. He's, he's he made he's a great a gest- show. He's a gesture. He's that's true. He is there for the show. Um <laughs> but we get Thor the Dark World which is kind of shaky and then Captain America the Winter Soldier which again I just feel like it's the best Marvel film. It just it can stand on its own. You don't have to watch it with the rest. It would help if you watch it with the rest, but like you don't it's not necessary. You can still enjoy it and just it be with whatever with it. Um and then this is the point where I think Marvel changes the most. Guardians of the Galaxy in 2014. Yeah,
1: that was where the tone of the Marvel The whole tone was...
0: changes because and I told Joey this like Guardians of the Galaxy was this like phenomenon of like oh my god it's funny but it's also like really good action and stuff like that. But although I I kind of mixed about it. Like I do enjoy it. I do think the there's like a was fun series. The more yeah, but like um It just... You could tell Marvel was going to change after that. And so Age of Ultron comes out. And it starts out with that really annoying joke of like... Captain, like, Iron Man says shit and then, like, Captain America says language and they yeah. just, the whole time they're fighting without, like, worrying about a thing going on. It's like they, their heads have gotten big. Yeah, their heads have gotten big, which kind of is the point of Ultron, of, like... Yeah, and he's you trying to bring become, him down to Earth. Yeah, he like, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's, like, <trying> literally.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's trying to He's trying to the bring
0: them down to Earth, literally. Um, he almost succeeded, too. He almost succeeded and then, like, we meet... Scarlet Witch who becomes a huge part of it and Quicksilver.
1: I just thought about this. It, the villains are getting because their heads are getting big, the villains are getting this much closer to succeeding. Ultron was almost the, successful. those those
0: things were in the air until Tony got all the like rockets to like slow it down and, and they, then uh what happens? How did they stop it again? I I think it's it's Tony that stops it. I but how do they it lands somehow. They, Isn't it Vision Helps in like Vision Thor? Vision Helps and Thor. You would think that he could just like put his hammer on the bottom thought, and it would force it up. I thought they Unless destroyed Unless I don't I understand how his hammer They got everyone works.
1: off the rock and I think they destroyed it. No, because it's still a town on there. But they got everyone off of it. Yeah. I don't know. I but, gotta rewatch that one, I guess. But then you get
0: to Thanos and Thanos succeeds. Thanos does... Well, see, and that's the first time they fail because they don't have Hawkeye. Brings them down to Earth. But before we even (laughs) get there, we meet Guardians. Comedy and humor is injected into the MCU from here on out. Uh. We get Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, which hires a comedian to be their lead. We get Captain America Civil War, which tries to go more serious, and it does, but this is when we're introduced to the late, great... Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. And I think that kind of shifted it a little bit. It back. helped shift it because Black Panther, that's why Black Panther's ranked so high for me because they take a more serious tone with that His film. first
1: appearance was in Civil, Civil War. War.
0: That's his very first appearance, and I think that's his best suit. Yeah, They call it the Power Ranger suit, but that's his most kick-ass suit to me. I think it looks cool. I think he looks great in it, and it, it makes me sad because he was such a great actor. He, his um, fighting
1: skills were on par with Cap.
0: Exactly and that's and it was believable too yeah um and that's gonna be something we'll talk about in the next episode um, and after Civil War though we get dr. Strange which I really enjoyed I really liked it um guardian of the galaxy volume two comes and I th- I, I think mm-hmm. that one was a miss I they gave James Gunn again too much power and I think it failed he's going to ruin the DC oh by the mention. way in Civil War besides Chadwick Boseman we are also introduced to Tom Holland as Spider-Man who is currently holding the weight of the MCU on his sho- little shoulders right now 21. actually dude no like he got buff like he got he got like ripped for uncharted and like he
1: was kind of buff in the last he was he was Spider-Man. definitely
0: like when they like go into
1: the room and he... but someone i saw made a good point the OG Spider-Man Tom or Tobey Maguire they when he holds that glider and Tom Holland's trying his hardest to push it, yeah, you blatantly see that Toby Maguire Spider Man is a whole of a lot stronger Oh yeah, than, for sure. Than Tob or Tom Holland. And he's just like holding And there's, his no, face.
0: there's no there's no like it's just ease. It's ease for him, and that—that's a good point. I we're gonna talk really good about that. That's good. God, my language, my oh, my vocabulary recently. Oh, what's happening to me? Because you see, where
1: Tobey Maguire's Spider Man has been through all that, so he's more like the wise man. He's the
0: wise man of it, and, and, and while Andrew Garfield's more of a reflection of everything that could go wrong, and then because he is the one who has ultimately failed.
1: And It's an underlying story. While, while,
0: While Tommy Maguire's is one who has always succeeded in some way, but he knows loss. Yeah, his uncle. He knows loss from his uncle and his best friend. Mm -hmm. While um, he didn't lose them in the fight of trying to save them. Which would be Andrew uh, Garfield. Which he failed as a hero. Yes. That's the biggest difference. As Tommy Maguire's, he failed as a person. Yep. And it's all full circle. Because also, (laughs) this goes with how they're dressed because Andrew Garfield's always in his suit while Tobey Maguire's more dressed in normal clothes while he's present. Mm -hmm. And that, because he makes a good Peter Parker while, even though I think, like, Andrew Garfield's best performance is in that movie as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Wait, Where, like, yeah,
1: they...
0: He he fits so well in the MCU. He even
1: says that when he comes through the portal. He's like, I don't like to announce that I'm... Spider-Man. Yeah,
0: you know, it's kind of the whole secret is identity It's an anonymous... Thing. <laughs> and it, like, fits so well. Like, he's he riffs so well with Zendaya and then like, the whole part where he saves her. But that's not... we're Okay, we're off topic. Doing, we're off topic. <laughs> we're on the wrong section here. But um, Civil War, he has a great introduction. And then, like, Marissa Tomei as Aunt May is also introduced. <laughs> and Civil War as Aunt May. And then, like, her and Robert Downey Jr. have an interesting history. They were in two films together before this. Um... <laughs> Doctor Strange comes out Benedict Cumberbatch Rachel McAdams are both introduced in their ca- characters that was a good decent movie that was a good one um the ancient one played by Tilda Swinton is introduced I, and I liked her a lot Wong is introduced by like, Benedict
1: I, I like the ending of that movie where he's fighting uh
0: Dumamu yeah, I've come yes, to bargain and he
1: comes over and over and over and
0: he's just like he's just fucking done with it like okay he's like, oh, what, do you, what do you want what do you want we'll fucking do this you want to fucking do this? Okay, we're going to fucking end this right now, Morty. Okay? Tell me what you want, Doctor Strange. Which was smart on Doctor Strange's part. <laughs> it was on Doctor Strange's part. And it showed to him to be a hero because he was willing to die that many times. Now, he's always willing to sacrifice himself. We're gonna ju- which is like, interesting because he's like a counterpart of Tony Stark at this point. One flaw
1: in that whole end game that I've thought about over and over again... Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man did not have to take the fall at the end of that. No. Black Panther's suit can withstand that energy. Yep. The fuck?
0: And also, you know, it's like, just cut his fucking arm off. Yes! (laughs) It's like, you have, like, this giant axe and Thor's hammer, like, all in one, like, do some soldering here. Like, you can end this in a certain way, like... Why didn't... Well, Hulk couldn't do it again. There had to have been a Couldn't reason. Couldn't Thor do it? He was more focused. But at he would this have time. to have. He doesn't have a suit.
1: It, well, that, he's a god. But like, he doesn't have the suit that takes the stones already and puts it in. Well, he. I'm saying if he had the gauntlet,
0: like the, the how, Tony's
1: gauntlet. But he would have to take, physically take the gauntlet off of Thanos, which they were trying to.
0: We're talking from. about this movie too early. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, uh, after Guardians Volume 2, which for, was a miss for me, we do get Homecoming, which I like a lot, but I, I like think the, they get, like the it's Michael a great country. introduction movie. This is where we get to that familiar introduction movie's good, second one's better, but the rare one, third's way better, which we keep diving into, but we can't talk about right now. Um, but then we get Thor Ragnarok, which was a weird thing for me, because I remember not liking it at the first. butcher was
1: in it. Not butcher himself, but, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but um yeah, I remember not liking it at first, but then I rewatched it and I fucking laughed so hard and I just I found so much more joy in and it. And they always they said, We and
1: can't stop you but he can and did, sure enough, he destroyed
0: the entire And thing. then you get like the whole immigration song. Yes. Uh, and they always like, had good music. That's so good such good music, but then they fucked it up. Um, going on though, we get Black Panther. We get finally get the Black Panther solo movie, which I get why it's successful and why people put it very high on their list. It's very high on my list. I think it's like four or five. Now, I will say... No, it's five on my list. I will say, as a movie theater
1: worker, that was one of... No offense to Black Panther fans or the movie itself, but it was annoying to work.
0: It was because it was so... ...packed, and people didn't understand... Well, we had people asking to rent out the theater. Right. As it was selling out yes. for us. Where we couldn't control that. And it was like... We understood that what they were trying to do. But at the same time, it's like... It's easier just for you to come. Yeah. Just come to the theater, and you will see this movie. But at the same time, it's like... It was one of those films... It's not... I I Chadwick Boseman does such a great job. We meet Shuri, who oddly has the weirdest character arc without doing anything um and but like it is the story of like he a hero rises in the beginning just to fall to have to rise again just to defeat the enemy who it just happens to also be someone they become close to and he just happens to be his cousin and they have this bond and it's the, the it's the basis of like every other superhero film. The though. enemy
1: of my enemy is my friend,
0: and the my the friend of my enemy is also my enemy,
1: which I just, or something
0: like that. I don't fucking know. Michael B. Jordan did play a good. He's a great he's a great villain. Yes. Like the more I watch that movie, I'm like, man, I, I really do like Killmonger. Actually, you
1: know, as you get older, you kind of like the villains more than the heroes. Yeah, because they like, play a
0: good villain. Expect I just re- like good actors. Yeah, <laughs> I just like good acting. I like uh, the I
1: like the demeanor that came off with him. He he played a good cocky villain.
0: Yeah, and then we hit Infinity War, and that's going to be like the last movie of the discussion. Like I, that, I just wanted us to run through those movies real quick. But now the oh, c- conversation can be more open. But I remember Infinity War coming out, and it was like the first time they used so much like fake out footage. Like where scenes were being shown that didn't happen in the theater, which I was kind of disappointed about.
1: One thing I got annoyed about with In Game and Infinity War, uh-huh. the, all right, I get the woman empowerment thing. Oh god! But we don't need it shoved down our throats. Not
0: kidding. Like, I, I liked it in this film. The first the one, War, yes, I get. But, but in the set in the In Game, it was very forced, and okay. I remember. I remember seeing it with Sophie, taking her to see it, and she was even like, okay, that was much. Yeah. That was much. They
1: they made a whole, like, <laughs> five, was it five, three to five minutes of us like, all right, we get it.
0: And I remember every, like, recap I've heard of, like, people talking about Endgame, it's like they talk about their significant other being with them or their friend who's a girl that they've gone with, and they go, oh my god, are you kidding me? What,
1: was it you that said the line that Brie, uh, is it Brie, uh her last name she plays uh brie larson uh, uh, captain marvel she says you got something for me uh you got something for me parker
0: (laughs) got something for me parker and it's like there's a lot of guys there okay okay let me talk i know we shouldn't be talking about this but we got to have a talk talk about it for a second this is why the scene doesn't work her entrance is her uppercutting a spaceship yeah which thor could have done Thor could have done, but still, it's the fact that she is uppercutting... What the fuck was that? (laughs) But he was (laughs) uppercutting a spaceship... raccoons we? in the ceiling. Oh my god, I hope not. I'm freaking out a little bit now. Are you thinking raccoons going <laughs> to fall on me? That'd be so <laughs> scary. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> That's how we hit the podcast. <laughs> That's how we hit the podcast. Raccoons falling on me. <laughs> and a word <ordered> for Rocket. <laughs> you just hate Mondays. But anyway... <laughs> um, So, where was I? Shit, shit, shit. I lost it. You
1: were talking about Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Okay, she's
0: uppercutting a she, she the... spaceship and she 's like there's gonna there's a lot of people coming. It looks like you're gonna ha- need help and that's where all the women come in and they're like she has all the help she needs and then it's like you know she could just fly through all of them right? She just flowed through a fucking spaceship <laughs> stop making the audience feel stupid Jeff Yeager here if you don't mind if I intertwine here, of course Cody um I'm just your average moviegoer who also sells used cards for the American working man. Because that's what I am. And that's who I care about. Um, And I gotta say, you know, if you can just fly through them, why do you need all those people? And you know what? They don't even do that much. (laughs) I'm just saying... They just kind of try to go through, and then, like, I think, like, the lady Iron Man comes and does something. I think her name's supposed to be Ironheart, but it's yeah. also the Reevee Williams who we meet later on. I, I'm going to stop using that voice I'm, now, if you don't I'm mind. Just, I'm just saying um,
1: Black Panther could have uh, saved everyone, and I think the audience would have loved that just as equally.
0: Yeah, he had the suit. He could have been taking on things, and he'd be like, my turn now. And he'd, ah, and he'd just, his and people. suit is
1: essentially the same as Iron Man's.
0: It absorbs energy, and and it can, like, do shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like, they have the technology in Wakanda to make good things to stop these people. To make sure that
1: he doesn't die from the snap.
0: Exactly. Well, hmm. Which, that was another thing that kind of got spoiled, though, for uh, me, was that everyone who disappeared in the snap kind of were people we knew were coming back because they had movies guaranteed. And, like, wow. people knew about it. They need
1: it. to stop coming out with those.
0: Yeah, that that's what the issue was. But now there's, like... I feel like Marvel's hit this point where it's too predictable. Yeah. And that's how I felt with Ant-Man.
1: I don't think the Marvel... If they cast Doctor Doom well, I think that's where it'll pick back up.
0: I think a lot is... They finally seem like they've slowed down a lot. I feel like... I feel like Ant-Man was just not a well-made movie. They rushed. I think they put too much... They put too much into a... I don't know. They just did too much with a character that didn't need that. They they rushed and... That's not what the world we need to see for Ant-Man. He they, needs to be in the real world where we can get emphasis on his size and because, his growth and all that. Right,
1: When Kang's... Because uh, that's
0: what's so... I love the first Ant-Man, by the way. That's part good. of this phase. Oh,
1: uh, So when... Kang's dynasty comes out, yeah. And obviously, the Avengers
0: are going to defeat him because I really cut. Kind of, okay, so I don't know if I read this, and I'm just thinking of it as a thought that I might have had. I might have. I feel like I might have read it, so I don't want to say it is my original thought. But I do feel like that there is a bit of. Um, what am I trying? Oh God, I'm losing it. <laughs> what am I trying to say here? Ugh. What were we just talking about? The Kang Dynasty and the Kang King Di- Di- oh, Okay, yes, yes. Sorry, sorry. Uh, thank them. you, thank you. That just reignited it. Um, I hope that there's like a good Kang in there, like maybe a Kang who was like teleported by mistake, because uh-huh. like somebody pointed like, out. Why, the hell why... Am I here? <laughs> yeah, and somebody pointed out that the technology that seems to be transporting the Kangs is the same technology that. That Reed Richards used in Multiversal Madness to go into the the Illuminati meeting. Well, yeah, that's a good question.
1: Like that brings up another good point: who is going to be the Reed Richards of this?
0: Because there's a ru- rumor that it might be Penn Bainsley from you, which I think would actually be a really so, good casting choice.
1: But they should
0: have. I think I'm partial to the one that we see in the multiverse. I love John Krasinski. As he should have been think saved. He, they, I think he should have been. Well, they. Can, I mean, he can still appear. There's other variants. He's destroyed. I, mean, I mean, that one is. There are variants. He now. got whooped he, within seconds. They all did. That was the worst scene of the whole fucking <laughs> Which movie. Which makes
1: you think why? If she did that so easily.
0: Why didn't she do anything to... She almost did, and then he was like, Ring of Fire! Or, like, rain fire! Or whatever. it just makes you think, like, Thanos would have was a smart him. villain. Oh, no, Thanos was... That's why he succeeded. He knew how to succeed, even though, like, I think a giant axe through the chest would have done it. But he, uh... But he, then again, I don't, don't know his anatomy. Makes
1: a, his variant makes a good point. If there's people who knew what was, there can never be what he wanted. He had to destroy all of humanity.
0: And that's... Yeah, because that's why he like he had to destroy the Which, stones. Which,
1: he never succeeded, that variant. So he picked up off of what his variant before did. And he was like, well, I gotta destroy
0: all of humanity now. I gotta destroy everyone. I gotta restart it all. <laughs> because you have all been a disappointment. Um. Which, you would just... Des-
1: he would destroy the entire universe then. That's wild. And if he would have succeeded, he'd be the only one in the universe.
0: Bunch of little Thanos' is running around. <laughs> but, like... Right. How does he... Uh, uh. Let's not get into reproduction here. But, um... But... Going back to just the movies alone here, before we get way too off topic. Because we keep going back into Endgame, which we'll get to. Um, everything felt connected still with this phase nothing feels connected now nothing feels connected and i feel like and i stopped naming some of the years but as i said 2008 there were two 2010 there was one 2011 there was two 2012 one 2013 two 2014 two 2015 two 2016 two 2017 there was three 2018 three 2019 three pretty much they started going with 3 after a while but um before they really started doubling in a lot that's when infinity war came out but infinity war was the second of 3 movies cuz black panther was the first
1: you know i think they when they started going to disney plus that's when they started disney going plus
0: was like one of the biggest things cuz they wanted cause they wanted people to subscribe they wanted subscribers that's when it so they were like going downhill oh yeah cuz they were like there was less it feels like there's less focus on the stories yeah, they want to rush it, get money, yeah. and then pull out. Like Loki, just feels like the most thought out one to me. <sighs> it's really late right now, <laughs> and I have to be up early. <laughs> we both do, but um, I just remember. Should this be a two parter? The whole thing. This really might be because um, there's still so much to say. Oh my god, we barely It'd be like the Infinity Awards. The right. inv- the wars. We might have to try to like This might have to be delayed We might have to like come up with I might have to do like a weird solo episode In between or like make a weird Like hey everyone Or I sorry. can come in on Thursday If you want to man I, we can talk about Dazed and Confused It's ready yeah. <laughs> I, would, I just would have to get that one Because I'm almost done with the Marvel one So I can do my research stuff for that
1: But Before we end it Oh crap,
0: we're still recording.
1: <laughs> before we end it, I thought we stopped recording. Before, before we ended, I would like to say I think Avengers Secret Wars whoever is in the villain in that will jump start.
0: Well, it's gonna be Kang.
1: Well, that's after Kang Dynasty.
0: Oh are they is Kang really gonna be this short of a villain? Yeah. Holy shit. Because
1: then they I've heard rumors from a lot of people saying that the villain in Secret Wars is
0: Doctor Doom. That would be well because I know they're they've just released the f- trailer for Secret in Invasion today, so all right.
1: Um, and if they cast it like everyone wants it to be casted, it could line up the next phase phase after that.
0: Yeah, this is definitely going to have to be a two part because, because we got to finish up with this how night. <laughs> strong
1: Doctor Doom is. If you go comic related, he ain't going to be taken down in
0: one film. I would love to see. Galactus brought in correctly and then because I like you said is it Manif- Manifesto or Mephisto no, or whatever he's got, you told me he's yeah got... he's about to have a series come out and I forget who's playing in um, but um yeah this is part one and crazy we're going to dive in just like <laughs> crazy eyes off of Mr. Deeds <laughs> Steve Bushimi <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, DT. I was talking to that, uh, oh, I was talking to that squirrel over there. It's a fucking mountain goat. He, crashed, <laughs> he crashes his car. Peanut butter and, or, uh, uh, peanut butter and gumballs. Great combo. And then, like, french fries and Oreos. <laughs> that was, oh my god. I I always thought he was based off of the Red Robin Pizza Guy. Cause, or the, I think that's what it was. There's, like, the, like, a uh, logo based off him. But yeah, like, There's still so much to say about all these movies. Like, this is. It's weird that we just kind of introduced, like, the idea of, like, before. This is still before the snap, though. But can you think of a world now? Well, I mean, no, this isn't. We don't have to do this part two. We just have to continue recording on a different day. Can you think (laughs) of a a world, though, when they run out of villains of a Marvel. uh, Marvel. There's going to be a reboot one day. It's going to happen. With what
1: people know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you yeah. can't. You can't. <laughs> I do think there's. we're going to see a fallout of superhero movies, and there's going to be a wild... It's a phase. It's a phase that I think's finally kind of dying out, and I think it kind of needs to. I think
1: people are going to shift over to DC.
0: I, well, sh- we'll see what happens. Um, James, if he brings that same Marvel energy, even though Peacemaker was a hit.
1: But that's because the actors they casted were able to pull it off.
0: And that's why I'm saying this Superman, like whoever they announce for Superman, that's cannot the biggest en- it cannot be a comedic actor. It has to be someone that like when you look at him, you see Kal-El. Yeah. You have to see it right away just like with Henry Kevin. Same thing with all the other ones. Exactly. But this is like let's talk about some of the real before we like wrap this up. Um some of the great casting throughout this is like Robert Downey Jr, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, um, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Um, Would you throw Paul Rudd in there? Paul, I do think I do like his Scott Lang, and but I also shout out to um, Michael Douglas, yeah, as uh, the original Hank Pym. Um, Hope Van Dyne's, mm-hmm. I, I, I. She's all right. She's all right. I do like. I do like. Michelle Pfeiffer. I just. I don't think they're given a lot to do. Um, Whoever plays uh Scarlet Witch's sister. She's pretty good.
1: Scarlet Witch's sister. She's in the Scarlet Witch.
0: She doesn't have a sister. Yeah, she does. Are you talking? Not about, Scarlet
1: Witch. uh with Black Widow.
0: Oh, Black Widow. Florence Pugh. Like, but I mean, I, I, I'm talking about like just the Phase One. Like, just everything feels like. <laughs> you yeah, Elizabeth <laughs> Olsen as Scarlet Witch has become very iconic. Uh, Ultron, of course, James Spader, uh, Paul Bettany as Jarvis, and also Vision. Natalie Portman. I, Natalie Portman. You know, they finally gave them her her kind of due recently, even though it was a shit, shit movie. She was a yeah. bright spot
1: in that movie. Yeah.
0: Uh she was. I thought Helena was well casted. I thought the great one or uh we had, I, Mads McKillen or however in this however you say his name as uh his villain in Doctor Strange was great. Um and then of course I think everyone in Black Panther was actually really well casted. Shane uh we didn't even talk about Shang Chi. Well that's but like the snap. but Shang Chi was a oh yeah that was good. That was a good movie. Oh yeah, but I'm trying to like talk about just those. Tommy Lee Jones as the general <laughs> that really tests Steve is yeah. great. But um yeah, we're just gonna. I, I mean, I guess they won't notice, but we're just yeah. Even though it'll go into the Joey part, it'll go. <laughs> we'll, we'll, let, well, no, no, no. We're gonna. We're we'll just continue our part. What. After Dazed and Confused or something. Okay. Will this do that or whatever? But yeah, I, we'll call this part one just in case. And if not, I can edit this out. But right,
1: before we close it out.
0: Yeah. Did
1: you, when you watched Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. when he started fighting, did that take you off guard? Like, I, the whole movie, he was like,
0: or before that. Oh then. yeah, like especially in the whole bus scene. He's but but like that's a so Bruce what, Lee,
1: a Jet Lee, kind of. That's I what think. I
0: liked about it was because I think his he was supposed to be modeled after them. Yeah, because Bruce like, Lee, especially. He, I but he, I could be wrong. Don't bef- quote me. Before
1: that scene, you're like, oh, this is just a guy who's a parks cars for a living and. And all of a sudden, he just pulls out all these action yeah, stunts. And I'm out. like, the fuck! <laughs> oh, that is a good one. I need to rewatch that too. I rewatched it. It was. It's probably one of the best ones in that phase.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah. Just in case, there we have to do this in a second part. Uh, we will. You will. We will release that soon. If not, just keep listening uh, right now. Welcome back, Joey. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Um, okay, so we were talking a little bit before this because this episode is gonna be probably one of our longest. It's a two part episode where right now we're talking about movies in the Marvel universe that were before Thanos snapped his fingers. Yes. Now interestingly interestingly enough, uh you were you said you were uh, born what year again? 2005, yeah. So you would have been about three when Iron Man came out, so I was 16, about to be 17. So I remember like these movies coming out. Sure. And like the weird thing I remember is that no one knew about after credit. Like there were after credit scenes, of course, before this, but like Iron Man, nobody stayed. Sure. I remember leaving the theater. Nobody like stick around for the after credits because that wasn't a, like a Marvel thing yet. That wasn't an established yeah. thing. So what the reason why I wanted you on here was specifically because you started out with this series in a way that you don't know an existence without the MCU. Yeah. I can name, like, entire, like, I can tell you, like, everything about superhero films before uh Iron Man came out. Because, yeah. like, Sony, at one point, and Fox were rumored to be trying to Combine characters like it's supposedly um thomas jane is seen in the background of spider-man 2 mm-hmm. um there was talks about the x-men crossing over with the fantastic four i think at one point and then um of course like spider-man and all the spin-offs and all that stuff that was happening but there's been a lot of like <sighs> there were so many they, there were marvel films before marvel became like a bigger name sure. and that's mostly thanks to like X Men when it came out in two thousand, and then yeah. shortly after that, you had Spider Man, and yeah. then uh, X Men Two is probably still arguably one of the better comic book films ever made. Yeah. But even before then, you had, but you didn't even have much of comic book films before then. Like if you did, they were really outlandish characters, like Howard the Duck. Yeah. But, I mean, people had the Superman films, the Batman films, but that was pretty much where it began and ended, right there. Yeah. So it's interesting because. To me, when these movies came out, they were events. They were a big deal. Big deal. And so the first Iron Man came out, and, like, I remember not seeing the after credit scene until, like, leaked footage from, like, a different showing where somebody sat around and they recorded it. So I didn't know Sam Jackson was Nick Fury. I didn't know about the Avengers Initiative yeah. after-credits or anything. So that became more of a thing when The Incredible Hawk came out, then Robert Downey Jr. did a cameo in that. And then they did Iron Man two because the success of the first Iron Man, which I still think was probably too much of a sidestep. They should have probably just skipped on ahead to Thor. But you know, whatever they were doing for RDJ, you know, whatever they they established new characters in the movie. But you know, it is what it is. But I don't know this this series. You said you pretty much remember up until, or you don't really remember much up until. The avengers when you first saw the avengers yeah do you remember seeing that in theaters i didn't see it in theaters um i remember my father purchased it on blu-ray and then brought it home for us to watch which kind of sparked like when i collected like started collecting blu-rays because i saw avengers and i had known those characters i had seen spider-man and it was like a cool deal To see those characters come together. Right, yeah. You know, so. It was a, you know. I remember, because after a while you got that there was an after credit scene. So people started staying for the after credit scenes. And Mm -hmm. back in stage one, we're going to, we'll talk, we'll speckle in some like now Marvel nowadays kind of conversation here. But um, I remember the after credit scenes actually were always, always something that led to a new project. Of course, it yeah. was it was something that led to what well, would the next story we were going to be told. Yeah. Through the years, though, I feel like they've lost that. Sure. Like I, I hit a point where I just stopped staying for the after credits. I, I did for Ant Man. I just Just because of it's a force of habit now. Because yeah, you know I, I, I haven't stopped doing it since the first Iron Man, but. I did. I didn't do it for Endgame because I read beforehand that there was no after credit scene. I was like, "Well, it's an over three hour movie, so there's no need for it." And of course, yeah. people got mad that there wasn't. Yeah. And, you know, because they're so used to it now. But I remember seeing Captain America: First Avengers in theaters, and the after credit scene with that for that was just the Avengers trailer because that yeah. was the next movie. So they just gave us the trailer for that, which is epic. Yeah, and. I still think this phase of movies probably has the best of the Marvel films. Like my personal favorite, as I told you earlier, and I'll probably say it at the beginning of this podcast is um, Captain America: um, The Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. It works for me in the sense of you can take that movie and you can almost strip the superhero aspect of it. Which, I mean, it would kind of ruin some of the fun of it. Mm. But it's it's such a good spy thriller. Yeah? Like, on yeah. its own. It could, like, hold up with, like, some of the better ones. It, it, it's a good action movie. Everything was... A lot of it was done practically. And so, um... I feel like that's when the Russos came in. That was, yeah. like, their big, like, Hello, this is what we this can do. We and do. they yeah. kind of pretty much ran Marvel up until Endgame. Endgame, yeah. Um... And but even though like it was like I don't know there I'm trying to determine looking at this list of movies because on this on this episode we're trying to focus up until Infinity War, but it was so weird to look at this now and think like it seems like there was more of a plan yeah back then for sure um was there misses yes uh the first Thor is like. Technically, a well done film, but it's nothing to write home about. And yeah. Thor the Dark World's definitely nothing to write yeah, home definitely. about. Yeah, um, definitely. I wasn't crazy about Age of Ultron. I wasn't nuts about Age of Ultron either. Yeah. I thought, I did think that Ultron was a pretty sweet villain, though. Oh, yeah, the concept of him is a great villain, and like, I kind of thought it was stupid to introduce Quicksilver and then to instantly did, kill him. Too. Even though Evan Peters at that point too. was, like, the more well-known one because of Fox. Exactly. But, um, even though, like, there's those, but, like, even, I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was a misstep. I know a lot really? of people like it, but I like, I love the first one so much better than I like that second one. Because the, the second one, there, too. one, the second one just felt like an in space Fast and Furious movie, because uh-huh. it was so much about the family aspect, and they were shoving it down my throat the entire movie. Yeah, I, I think I liked it because I, I, you know, I kind of liked that family aspect. I liked how we got to see a little bit of. Peter Quill's backstory and his father and ego I don't like, mind seeing backstory but I just feel like everything they said it felt like when Vin Diesel pops open a Corona and says you're familiar now <laughs> <laughs> that's all I kept thinking of the whole time was like is this a Fast and Furious movie in space before Fast and Furious 9 came out I mean they sure. kind, they just went a little bit above the atmosphere Let's, I, can, I can I can see go that hard for sure space. Um, but, uh, what are your, like, thoughts of, like, how, cause, the thing that's been bothering me, and a lot of people, like, for starters, when I watch these movies, I have, like, kind of rules, like, I'm, I, I used to read comic books when I was younger, it, it helped me learn yeah. how to read a lot, um, it helped me with my dyslexia a lot, and, mm-hmm. um, just because, like there were pictures that, like, uh, situated the action. I could follow the storylines easier. I don't know. It was just, like, there wasn't as many words on a page that it made me easier to focus. Yeah, Um, definitely. But now, you know, I read, you know, Stephen King. (laughs) Stephen (laughs) King? Sophisticated novels. Sophisticated novels. But, um, I just feel like with that, I forget my. I just like went off the rails there. Um, Man, it's really cool. I yeah. a comic book collector too. Oh yeah, okay, comic books. That's what I was talking about. Um, when I watch these films, though, I don't, I don't care about what happened in the comics. Okay. Yeah. I think that's like important for people cause for the movies, especially because. Um you're not always going to get comic book fans seeing these movies. It's usually, like, kids or, like, people who are just really big into the pop culture and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, or superhero movies. Like, they might just, like, action superhero stuff. So, I think it's, like... I hate when people try to make an argument for one of these films and say, well, that's what happened in the comics. And it really doesn't happen too much in this. It happens a few times, like, uh... I think in Iron Man 2 with the whole heart condition, it was actually like supposed to be based off like a darker storyline where Tony's an alcoholic. But because they changed it, I was okay with it because I try not to. That was like the point where I was like, I really can't. And I, sh- I actually, I've always, I always had that rule with books. Like when I went and saw the Harry Potter movies, I didn't judge the Harry Potter movies and books, books in the books. same thing because because yeah. there's so much. Like people have to realize, like there is budgets, there's rights, there's all this other stuff. Yeah. That you can you can write anything in a book and it's free to have in that book essentially sure. because it's just written word. Yep. But to have something on screen, if it takes visual effects, if it takes a bunch of plaster, if it takes a bunch of leather, if it takes yeah. a bu- an actor you know a dog you don't know and um I feel like there's a point here I don't know where I almost want to say it's more when we enter phase 2
1: or the set after the
0: snap where it just feels like they're trying to do things and the justification of what they do is because it's in the comics but it doesn't It doesn't line up with the stories anymore. It doesn't line up from what we're seeing. And that's the thing too, Brian, is that I think, I want to say, I don't know if this is totally correct, but I started to see a pattern when Disney bought Marvel. They started to make their movies quote-unquote more comic book accurate. And I feel like people sort of romanticized that idea a little bit and gave them phrase that they were giving them The movies, the comic book... So, like, aspect, like, of those movies that they, you know, always wanted. And now it's just kind of overkill. Well, it's not even, like, overkill as much as... Marvel also lost their way, and... I think this is one I can almost pinpoint. But... And... I want to say it is... Yep. no, yes, it's definitely this. Guardians of the Galaxy. When that came out in 2014... Comedy became the essential thing for Marvel. Like, everything was going to be comedic. Yeah. Um, but, um, after Guardians of the Galaxy, we get we do hit Age of Ultron, which the movie kind of starts out with a big joke. It's I didn't think it was kind of, I didn't think it was funny, but everyone else was like, hee-hawing, and, and this yeah. is when I knew, like,
1: Oh, no. The the Marvel,
0: like, (laughs) world of, like, fans are gonna love anything they throw at this and not give a shit if it's bad or good. I'm not saying what the joke was bad, but I don't think it was, like, laugh out loud funny, because it's, like, Iron Man's, I forget what this line is, but he, like, cusses. And then Captain America says language. Yeah. That's the whole thing. And then the, the whole time, the entire fight, they're dogging on Captain America for saying language. That's the entire fight. Yeah. is them dogging on him. And I was just like, it's fucking happening. Because Guardians of the Galaxy was this weird phenomenon where it was all these unknown characters, but the trailer looked good, the story looked good, and people... Like, I'm guilty of it. I went out and saw it. I have the poster and stuff like that. Shit. But um, I was just like... After the success of that, I kind of figured something might change. Because just looking at this list, the movies have a more grittier, darker tone. Like, the first, the Captain America Winter Soldier is right before this, and we see the Winter Soldier throw a man into a semi. Sure. Or a helicopter thing, and he explodes. Anyway, the guy explodes. Anyway, yeah. we see people die in these movies. Mm-hmm. The Guardians was like, oh, we have Chris Pat, and they can do all this stuff. Even, like, after Age of Ultron, though, you get Ant-Man, which, again, that's more of a comedy, because yeah. this is like, the first time... Actually, now that I think about it, this was, like, the first actual comedian that they hire as a as an actor in this series. Well, that's what I was going to say, too, is that Guardians of the Ga- Galaxy has Chris Pratt in it. Oh, yeah. He was Well, in... yeah, because he was known for Parks, Parks and Rec, and Rec at the time. Yeah. So, I, okay, no. So, Chris Pratt was the first... So, okay... Okay, Okay. so it goes back to Guardians. And again, that's right? why I was going to say... They get the like, prototype of Scott Lang um, being able to be a comedian because they took a comedian and they turned him to an action hero. Um, yeah. So they try to do that with... Uh, and I like the first two Ant-Man movies.
1: I Not a big th- fan of
0: Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm a big fan of Ant-Man, though. I didn't mind Ant-Man and the Wasp. I just think it's... There is a point where the movies also stop becoming their own thing,
1: it's and it's so focused
0: on the world, world building. building. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess I could mention this. Um, first Black Panther is a very good superhero film. Um, yeah. It still follows a lot of the you know, you know, hero rising, you know. They, they're they at the top of their power, then a foe comes in that makes them crumble, and then from that, they rise to the occasion to be the the hero that they are supposed yeah. to become. It's the same old, same old, but Chadwick Boseman uh, delivered it. But, this is my point of the continuation in the comics, in Black Panther 2, Shuri should not have be- become the new Black Panther. I was a 100- hundred, when I heard the rumors, I was like... That doesn't make sense with the story. Yeah, um, should have been Mbaku. I think Mbaku would have been more, better, yeah. or they should have just recasted Chadwick. Yeah, because I feel like he would have rather had the the character and the legacy of that character live on than rather just shoehorn Shuri to all of a sudden we're supposed to believe she has actual combat fighting experience that yeah. she would know how to fight a ten million year old uh, mutant. Um, that she would be able to just... Because T'Challa was a warrior. That's how he mm-hmm. knew how to fight. Yeah. She was a scientist who did things in a lab. And then they, like, they try to give her swagger. Sure. They try to give her so much swagger. And I'm just, just like... It, it falls flat in my mind. Yeah, it just falls flat. They gave her, like, a bunch of new tattoos and stuff that, mm-hmm. like, make her her hip and I'm just like, I'm not buying this. And then the special effects... that. I want to say around... Uh, I don't know when the special effects started getting real bad. But this past, like, phase, few movies, it was a real, like... Now, there have been times, like, in Iron Man 2, I remember thinking, like, the suit looks horrible. Because in the first one, we get some practical suits. and the second one, we get some practical suits. But when it's fully digital, it's noticeable. Yeah. Um. I think Age of Ultron was probably its... No, that metal suit that he pulls out of the suitcase looked really bad. But, like... I I don't know. There's a few times where, like, the special effects in this very well known uh, universe is kind of lacking anymore. And it's kind of crazy because, like, some of these had, like, some of the best special effects back in the time. Even Black Panther, like, the special effects were kind of rough in that. Ragnarok had really good special effects, though. Doctor Strange was. I loved the first Doctor Strange. Very good movie. I was so excited when Benedict was casted. Of course, as you may know, it, it, what's really weird, a lot of these movies could have been so much different. The whole MCU could have been different, yeah. just with the first movie alone. Yeah. Which could have been Tom Cruise. Sure. Yeah. Tom Cruise as Iron Man. And in that po- instance, I don't think this would have ever become a comedy.
1: No. Yeah. I don't
0: think Tom. I think Tom Cruise would have been like, listen. Yeah. <laughs> we are not going to do this. <laughs> Um, But yeah, like, what are your feelings... What were your feelings about the film, the series, leading up to Infinity War? What were? Do you remember how you felt when things were leading up to when Thanos was finally going to come after the Avengers? It was definitely a big build-up, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I remember the hype around Infinity War. I was in middle school... I was in sixth grade. My friends and I would sit at a lunch table in the corner by ourselves and just be like, this movie's going to rule, you know? And, you know, when you have such passion and such love for all these movies and characters, your expectation can't be nothing but big. Right, exactly. Because, like, Marvel used to be able to, like, okay, here's this movie, now get ready for this movie and this movie. But there, there's something I notice is that the first iteration of things uh 2008 there's two movies 2010 one which there's two movie there's two years in between the second movie and the third movie that doesn't you don't get that anymore yeah uh, iron man 2 happened in 2010 then you got there's two movies in 2011 one in 2012 which was the avengers mm-hmm. two in 2013 two in 2014 two in 2015 two in 2016 two in, but Three in 2017, three in 2018, three in 2019. But uh, we passed the Infinity War. But as you can actually, yep, right as Infinity War is about to release, they start like, let's start releasing more. Because the year Infinity War came out, we get Black Panther, Infinity War, and Ant Man and the Wasp. Which, technically, even though the events that is before the snap, it will be in our after the snap episode because of its release. Yeah. Um,. but it's so weird seeing now that, like, and even, like, just keeping scrolling through the list, like, so many movies in 2021, 2019, there's, like, nine movies in a three-year span. Yeah. Not counting TV shows, which we, we'll get into that in the second part of this. But I it feels like I'm wanting to dog this, and I really don't, like... I've been part of this, I've been a fan of the series since 2008, as I like I said. But I do think there is a fatigue starting in because I think Marvel got too big of a head on its shoulder around the time. I want to say, I'm going to say after the first Avengers came out, that's when they were like, we can't do wrong. Because then we got the Iron Man 3 movie where it's kind of more like Iron Man 3 during, or Iron Man and Christmas without a suit. Like, it's whatever. But, um, I don't know. I feel like it's weird for me. I even think it's weird that I think their best Marvel movie, because a lot, I've seen a lot of rankings, and usually it's always a lot of people choose Black Panther, and that's fine. You know, it's fine. I don't think it's the best. I think it's great. I think it's one of the top ones, but I wouldn't, I think I have it as, like, number four four or five on my top list okay. i i'd have to check my letterboxd but um i think just because the winter soldier doesn't feel like any kind of superhero film especially like it stands out to me even like looking at this sure. list like everything is so filled with effects and like aliens and stuff but like captain america is just like it's it's just people, like, Captain America has powers, Bucky yeah. has powers, but it's all, they're human. They're all just they're, human at the yeah. end of the day. People can die. People can bleed and stuff. There's actual stakes at risk sure. here. yeah, yeah. Um, and then it just kind of feels like, it's kind of how I'm feeling now, where it just doesn't feel like the stakes are there anymore. Like, we're just kind of, we know what's going to happen, and because we know what's going to happen, it's going to happen, and that's, that's that. And I feel think. like... I guess this is sort of off topic, but they're trying to rebuild that with Kang. They're and trying to rebuild it with Kang, and I don't know if that's gonna work. I really don't 'cause because they're trying to do like they're They're trying to do it know? way quicker than they did with Thanos. Thanos had a build up. This one just felt like He just dropped maybe, in an Ant Man movie and it was like boom, There course. he is. Well, yeah, I nope. mean he first appeared in Loki, to be fair. To be yeah. To okay. be fair. But we can't get into that because that's technically after the snap. But um, I kind of also want to try. I don't know because Loki, I think, is next to far from home or uh, no way home. Like probably like my favorite thing from this most recent phase from Marvel because I just like I don't know. Like obviously this is a multiverse podcast where we talk about the multiverse a lot. Even though right now this episode is probably going to just stay in this world mostly. Yeah. Um, But I don't. I remember. Like, even... Because I worked here for Infinity War. Yeah. And the buzz was electric. Like, everything was, like... Everything was leading up to it. We sold out... I remember... God, we sold out so many theaters. And this was when we had, like, more seats than this theater did. So, it it would sell out constantly. And then, like... I remember one of our ushers, Sean, got pissed off because someone came out instantly. And was like, "Man, I can't believe they killed Spider Man." Oh They came my out just God. saying that. And I was like, "That's the most fucked up thing." Doesn't you know. that fucking suck? I remember though, too, dude. I remember I was like, "Mom, you gotta get tickets for Infinity War," and and, <laughs> and she was like, "The website's like, you know." <laughs> I remember kidding. I watched it early here, but then I still went and saw it at a premiere, and um. I was about to say, uh... God. I just remember... being in there, watching the ending, and being so confused. Because, one, this was the start where Marvel really showed the colors of putting footage in to fool the audience of what's going to happen in the movie, where a lot of the footage doesn't even appear. Yeah. But also, they made a mistake by saying... We we knew we we're getting another Black Panther movie because after the success of the first Black Panther, they instantly greenlit the second one. They announced it, which yeah. Infinity War was right around the corner. I don't know why they didn't think like maybe we should wait because I knew that was happening. And then I knew like Bucky uh, Sebastian Stan had a really large contract in Marvel, and then he disappeared. Yeah, and then Tom Holland was supposed to get another Spider-Man movie. I knew of it, and then he disappeared. And this became an issue that everyone who disappeared. I get their whole thing was like the last Avengers of this team of Avengers is going to be the original team. I get that, but at the same time, it like left. I was still anticipated for Endgame, but it made me not want to. It didn't make me as ex- excited. like, as like nervous, excited, or like like oh god, I gotta see this because I already kind of knew like they're gonna they're find a way to bring back. it back, and that became. That became the issue, essentially, is like they beca- they started becoming predictable. They started, you know, with the jokes, they started getting yeah. lazier with special like I remember and I remember the shields that Captain America had in the original trailers and in all the pictures, they looked like giant panther claws. Yeah. And then they just changed them to these like digital clearly digital like triangle things. Yeah. It was I, like the, yeah, yeah. I know what you're and I about. was just kinda I just kinda sat there and I thought like Did they really need to, like, change that? Like, was that, like, what was the note there? And it was clearly, obviously digital. Yeah. And then, uh... I don't know. I don't know. I I like the Black Panther suit from uh, Civil War better, too. Because, like, awesome. like, it was more practical, even though you could tell some of it was a little CGI. But, like, the set, the one in the Black Panther movie, the one that's, like, it just appears on him, it, you could tell it's digital. And yeah. it upsets me. I don't know. I just, I miss the time of practical effects. And I feel like Marvel stopped doing that at a point. It, it, even the Star Wars shows, like, have, like, resorted yeah. back to a lot of practical effects. Because it just looks better. It comes out better. And all that jazz. Yeah. I remember, too, in Infinity War, Don Cheadle's suit. I was like, this is funny. Like, it looks so bad that I was like... No, uh, no, uh, uh. Civil War is, like, the prime example of the bad. Because that's when, like, Robert Downey Jr.'s head is, like, floating on this overly shiny Iron Man suit. Underoos! But that's yeah. where I noticed because I remember the trailers seeing how bad his suit looked, and I was like, they'll fix it by the time it comes out. And then they, yeah. I have that thing on Blu ray and it still doesn't look good. It looks yeah. exactly, they I just. I just remember seeing Don Shield's suit, and I was like, oh, no. Uh oh. I liked when his I liked what his suit looked like in Iron Man Two best. Yeah. Like it, it, when they when they pull out the the screen accurate suit and then they just like say F it. That's what upsets me cause yeah. That also is like my favorite Captain America suit is from uh, the Winter Soldier his stealth suit. Yeah. Because that's straight from the comics, man. Even though Sweet. I think his suit in Endgame looks pretty like close to like sure. his original suit but more modernized. But yeah, Joey, I wanted to get this segment in because we know coming in Sundays is hard for you. So yeah. wanted to get like a different viewpoint of like somebody who always had this experience of these movies always existed here. Yeah, like for I sure. like I know of a time when Marvel didn't rule the world essentially. Yeah, and it's so crazy. Like, and th- that's probably like why I don't understand how a lot of fans get so obsessive about this because sometimes I, I think of like, for instance, I think Batman returns is a better comic book movie than some of the Marvel movies I've seen. Oh, of course. Um, you, even the Superman two or Spider-Man two X-Men two, a lot of twos. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of twos. I think because, like, the first one, they have to establish end. everything, and the sequel, it's like, let's just yeah. fucking have fun. And growing up, too, like, I remember my sister and I would watch Spider-Man, and then it was, my dad took me to go see Andrew Garfield Spider-Man in theaters, and I was like, this is fucking awesome! This is cool! I mean, now, I, like, now as I'm, like, a little more mature, I can see the flaws with, like, them Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, of course, but it's like, I grew up with Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, so it's like Okay, that second dude. one suffered by, by wanting to build Marvel up in the fastest way. To, it wanted to compete with Marvel, but instead it got smart and said, if you can't beat him, join them. Yeah. And I'm glad they did that, but they, they need to stop with Morbius. Yes, I'm not crazy about it. the Venom series not at all. For, yeah. I think, like, the fact that Venom never has a spider on him, like, I know that's just a detail, but, like, that's something like yeah, an identifier man. to me. It's yeah. like the big white spider, the but big, yeah. I think they could have done with Carnage a lot better, too. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, thank you for coming on. Of uh, You'll have to, obviously, listen to the full episode, because me and Cody are going to get a tool. Oh, we're going to have, me and Hib have a lot of views, but I know how it's going to go. But All right, man. Yeah, but thank you again. Ed. Of course. we'll catch you on here next time. See you guys. This episode was decided to be cut into two parts, because there's just way too much talk about with the first ten years of Marvel, and I feel like this first half barely scratched the surface of the conversation, and um, we will have the second part hopefully released on Hopefully this Friday. We're definitely going to try recording it Thursday night. So uh, hopefully the second part will be Friday. And then we will have after the snap uh, next Wednesday. Uh, thank you for always listening to us. Find us on social media. Um, In a World Films What If podcast. Um, at the Movie guy on Twitter. Um, rate, subscribe, tell your friends about us, share us. That's how we grow. And uh, we can... Keep having awesome episodes like this. Um, hopefully, you're enjoying. <coughs> well, oh, excuse me. Hopefully, you're enjoying this, and we will uh, have the second part um, up as soon as possible. Thank you. <music>